Hello, this is Dr. Charlotte Wallace, your local certifiable psychotherapist. Judd is currently in Thermidor, so I'll be introducing today's show. This episode features longtime friend of the show, the king of the single subject cookbook, James McNair. He'll be sharing his tips for cooking the Thanksgiving turkey and offering advice on stress-free entertaining, as if there is such a thing. Also on the show, me. The holidays can be a time of great anxiety, and I am here to offer my point of view to help alleviate the worries and bring about the joy. Before we get to it, I'd like to invite you to visit Judd's Hill Winery, located at the south end of the scenic Silverado Trail in the beautiful Napa Valley. Judd and his family will show you a good time with fine wines. You like good times, yes? If not, you will. Visiting information can be found at judshill.com. While online, delight in the lovely wine-themed poetry, wine and food pairing recipes, and Judd's quirky videos. Put some wine into your shopping cart. And as a perk for listening, type in coupon code JNVS in lowercase letters and receive a whopping 15% off your entire wine order. For a better deal than that, join the Judd's Hill Wine Club. It's free and it's fun. And now I have to get back to my newest porpoise, Judd. So sit back and enjoy the shoe. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. He's as smooth as Tennessee whiskey, sweet as strawberry wine, warm as a glass of brandy, and magnificent as a glass of Judd's Hill wine. And here he is, our host, Judd Fingelstein. Well, well, Mr. Lauren Mole, thank you very much for that fabulous intro, as always. Hey, thanks, Judd. It's good to be back. It's good to see you. Thanks for being here always. This show would be... Well, it would be nothing without you. You you lend it that air of professionalism. You have that certain je ne sais quoi, that panache that I cannot do this show without. I understand. Very, very good. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak French. <laughs> what's going on, sir? Tell me what's going on in the life of Lauren Mole. Well, uh, I just got done seeing the uh, the last the last performance of uh, Peter Pan at the Lincoln Theater. Oh, that was a doozy, wasn't it? It was. I'm glad you were there. It was fun. The kids were. Singing and dancing and flying and swashbuckling and having a great time and putting on just an amazing show. I was, I, I don't know, astounded, I guess, at the, the quality of not only the staging, the, the, the production quality, the lighting, the sets, but, but the talent. The kids were amazing. I mean, that could have been a, uh, I don't want to call it a legitimate theater production, but you know what I mean. <laughs> not that it was illegitimate, but it could have been on the big, the big stage in a big city. That, that, was, that was a real deal. It was. 
It was. Now, you've got something coming up at Lincoln Theater as well, yes? Oh, that's right. Terry Bradford, the Napa Valley Community Chorus. And uh, unfortunately, I did not bring the poster with me, but I can't provide uh, details. Please do. But I I will bring the poster next week, Judd. Okay, I'll look forward to seeing that and getting the info off that. But give us the details right now. Uh, It's going to be a hip-shaking, fun, fabulous performance uh, for the entire family with special guests uh, from Broadway and television. We have Carol Dennis Dillon from from Broadway, tap dancer Ivory Wheeler, and Peter Michael Escavillo from The Wayne Brady Show. Oh, wow. So we're going to have a great time. And as a matter of fact, uh, I put out the word before on the Napa Show with Artie Party last week, which, by the way, I celebrated my six-year anniversary with last week. It's been six years? Six years, exactly. Man, you started as a kid, and you've basically grown up on that show. That's right. And (laughs) Yes, and... Oh, gosh, I I forgot what I was going to say, Judd. Well, okay, well, let me fill this in. Uh, All of what you just described sounds great and are all wonderful reasons to see that show, but to me, the most compelling reason, the, the reason I am most excited to come to that show is you're in it. That's right. Oh, wait, I remember oh. what I was going to say. Okay. I made a PSA about it over at KSVY in Sonoma. Okay, and so folks can in Sonoma can hear that, but tell our Napa listeners why you're in it and why that's so great and what it means to you to be in this holiday bonanza. Well, because uh, I love to sing, and uh, uh, we, will have, we will have some dancing, but I don't, but I don't dance in it. <laughs> well, you've got some good moves, though. Why not? Yeah. Did you ever train in dance? Or just through your different theater performances? Uh, just through the different theater performances. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in that show. Right, it's, it's going to be great. We're going to have such a fun time. And while you're on the Lincoln Theater website poking around to get tickets for that, keep in mind the Nutcracker's coming up December, uh, I should have this in front of me, 18th and 19th, I believe. Is that the weekend? It is? Okay, thank you. December 18th and 19th for three shows. There's going to be, um, well, it's, it's, the, it's the wonderful traditional staging of... The Nutcracker, it's a Napa Valley tradition and one of my favorite performances that I go to every year. And uh, tickets sell out this year with a live symphony, I'm told. So get your tickets now. We're about a month away. And if it's not sold out already, it probably will be soon. This is, these are, this is a hot ticket in town. So check that out. What well, can I tell you? Before that is the Hanukkah Hootenanny at Judd's Hill, which oh, that's right. benefits Community Health Initiative Napa County, which ensures that all residents of Napa County have access to health care and health insurance, so a great organization. That's going to be from noon to 2.30 on Sunday, December 6th at Judd's Hill Winery, 2332 Silverado Trail, one mile north of Trancas on the beautiful south end of the Silverado Trail. All are welcome to that. If you're a member of the Judd's Hill Wine Club, it's complimentary admission. If you're not, you should be, but there is a bit of a fee to enter off the top of my head. I don't even recall what that fee is, but all the details are at Judd's Hill J-U-D-D-S-H-I-L-L dot com. There's an events tab. Check that out and see all the really cool, fun events that we put on at our family winery. And you know, Jet, I hear that website goes 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year as well. It never rests. Absolutely. It's always there for you. Okay, we got some good plugs in. We did. Shall we start this show? I think we should start on a high note. Let's do that. A C above what? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Elegance and fun are his aims. He's got fine recipes, lovely decor, and party games. More than 40 books written with millions sold are his claims. Now we're cooking with gas and naming names as we welcome back our good friend, James. 
James McNair. You always have the best introductions. I love it. That's Lauren Mull for you. He's I a professional. You, he's great. Yeah, Lo- uh, Lauren. Uh, we have James McNair back. We do. This is uh, you are you are you you are regular now. Perennial, I would say. Yes, yeah, I think you've made more appearances three or now. four times now. And we're always happy to have you, James McNair. Folks probably are familiar, but just in case, you are a well well known cookbook author, and you've written forty two cookbooks. You've That's been right. dubbed the king of the single subject cookbook, with titles such as James McNair's cold pasta, James McNair's hot pasta, James McNair's beans, James McNair's on and on and on. On and on. And uh, sold millions of copies for, was it 25 years? You were the head of the Build a Better Burger? Just almost 25 years. Almost 25 years. That was a fun experience. Just giving your pedigree here so folks know whatever we talk about is coming from an expert source. And I love to have you on this time of year and we talk a bit about entertaining. We talk about the holidays. That's what I would like to talk about today. Last year. Sounds good. We were a little Mm pre-Christmas. This year, we're a little pre-Thanksgiving, so we can talk about Thanksgiving. And I should mention that we do have another guest with us today. This is a bit of a last-minute addition, but she's here to talk. It's it's also very topical. This was a front-page piece in the Napa Register. was talking about people dealing with stress over the holidays. This was just a, a couple days ago. And I was online reading some other articles, and there was a couple that really provoked me to thought, and I enjoyed. And so I I reached out and asked if she would be here today. This is Dr. Charlotte Wallace, PhD, and you're a therapist. Psychotherapist. You know, I'm just meeting you for the first time right now after having read your article. So it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for coming in. Likewise, it's a delight to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, we'll probably focus on you in a little bit, but I would like you to Feel free to pop in as we discuss, and we'll get to you. I, 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 maybe I should put this disclaimer up, and maybe you can clarify this, but since we've never met, and I just I really enjoyed what you had written, and I asked you to come on, I, then I did a little research. I actually, I've, I couldn't find, I, I couldn't find your, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, and I'm not trying to make this sound like an attack, but I couldn't find your credentials anywhere where you're actually licensed to practice details details (laughs) um i am indeed certifiable you can look it up somehow i believe on the internet we can get to that later I, i again details why why do people why must people fixate on details okay well i just wanted to put that out there if folks are listening you might be offering some advice i just wanted a little disclaimer that i am not certain of your credentials to be giving advice, but I did enjoy what you had to write in these articles about stress during the holidays. You will find, if you go back in history, that the work that I've done with my porpoises should speak for itself. Your, por- wait, your porpoises? You, you you do therapy with porpoises? Dolphins? Did I say porpoise? I'm sorry. Por- porpoise, yes. There, it's a, I'll be thinking about what I mean momentarily. All right. I'll well, get back to you. If you... I'm a little intrigued by work with porpoises, but that's not what you do. There's a a word that I'm searching for right now. It will come to me at some point, and when it does, I'll let you know. I I, I don't believe it's porpoise. Pati- it, patience? Oh, yes, patience. Oh, patience. Thank you. Work with your patience. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So I've, all right. Well, we'll talk to you about... <laughs> Lauren, I'm starting to feel a little stressed myself. I'm glad the doctor's here. This does not reflect the views of Larry Sharp, KVON 1440, or any of the Wine Country Broadcasting employees. Thank you, Lauren. Perfect. James McNair. 
Thanksgiving. Did you know that this was going to be sprung on you? I'm sorry. This is well. I'm delighted to share the microphone with this eminent doctor. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, because you know, stress at this time of year is a big issue. There are people who just get so upset over having to cook a turkey. This is a big, big deal. And this is something I wanted to talk to you about. I hear stories every year about the Butterball Turkey hotline getting flooded with calls and folks actually going to therapy to discuss this with their therapist that holidays are stressful. Yeah, well, Cooking turkey is stressful. Look at the media. I mean, every magazine, every newspaper is just full of stuff of how to cook a turkey. And there are, as you say, hotlines and internet sources and people stress themselves out. And it's just a big chicken, really. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not no big deal to cook turkey. It's finger licking good. It is. It, it, it can be when prepared the right way. And right. this is what I want to talk about because it seems like every year, the cooking magazines, the entertaining magazines, the the Martha Stewart type magazines come out, the lifestyle magazines, and all the covers are, this year we have the best right. way to cook a turkey ever. You're not going to believe it. You have to buy this. And how many ways are there to cook a turkey? Well, there are a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, those magazine covers, that those turkeys look so beautiful. Mm. But, you know, they're bloody raw inside, usually, because the stylist uses all sorts of tricks to make them look good. Well, let's dispel that right off the bat. Having been a food stylist yourself and um, styling and shooting the photography for most of your books. Yeah, well, I always use real food. My, anything I showed, we actually ate at the end of the photo shoot. Oh, okay, good. But a lot of those turkeys are painted with a kitchen bouquet and then dried with a hair dryer. What is and kitchen And then they bouquet? paint. It's a, a food coloring caramel sort of substance that you some people add to gravies to oh. make it look more appetizing. Oh, okay. But they paint it onto the turkey skin and then use a hair dryer to dry that layer. And then they keep going until it looks like they want it to. So the turkey has no wrinkled skin. Yeah, they're always, <laughs> they're always just too perfect. They look delicious. I mean, it gets me to want to buy a magazine. It makes you want to cook a turkey, yes. So how does James McNair cook a turkey? Well, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I have, to be honest with you, I haven't cooked a Thanksgiving turkey now in about 10 years. Ah, because I've eaten a lot at your house, <laughs> and you do wonderful turkeys. But when I well, do, I, I roast a turkey. You know, at first I brine it. Brining mm. is, I think, really important. It adds juiciness. Yeah. And if you don't know how to brine, it's simply a couple of cups of salt and a cup of sugar added to about two gallons of water. And then you can add things like cider vinegar or yeah. herbs or other flavorings. Some brown sugar is good. And then you poke the turkey into this big... Um, gallon or bigger than a gallon a large container and refrigerate it overnight Mm -hmm. and then the next day you take it out and you dry it really well use paper towels to get it very dry and then i like to rub it with butter i like actually like to put the butter under the skin so you really gets into the meat rather than just being you know lost in the skin And so I put butter and sometimes herbs in there. And then I roast at about 325. And then at the end, I turn it up to 425 just to brown the skin well. I don't bother with turning them over. You know, a lot of people start breast side down and then they turn it over. Too much trouble for me. I also don't do a lot of basting because I found over the years it doesn't make that much difference. Interesting. Um, but a couple of times during the cookings to baste with the juices or some more melted butter to give mm-hmm. flavor. And the important thing, though, is not to overcook a turkey. 
Uh, most people yes. do that. And if you ha- get one that has those little pop-up buttons, mm-hmm. they're usually wrong, and you're going to have overcooked turkey. The USDA says you should cook it to about uh, – the breast should be about 165, and the thighs, dark meat, should be around 185. Yeah. But that's too much. I think, I, that's I think too, if you, too if you cook the breast to 150 – and the dark meat to 170, and then you remove it and let it sit to rest under a foil tent for a half hour or so, then the meat's going to continue cooking and be perfectly juicy. I think one of the most valuable cooking tools when doing a turkey is the meat, meat thermometer. thermometer. Exactly. You the got instant it. read meat thermometer that you yeah. can just poke in at the right places and it'll tell you what it is. For me, and It has been my responsibility for several years to prepare the turkey. The game changer, as it were, is the brining. Yes. I only started that about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And like you said, uh, it's about a cup of salt, a couple quarts of apple juice, Mm -hmm. and then about um, three quarts of of water. Mm -hmm. Grind in a little black pepper and then some herbs from the garden, a little thyme, a little sage overnight and man it really does seal in the juices and Mm -hmm. i I have not had a dry turkey breast since and try it sometimes with apple juice instead of water that's right that's what i do oh you do i don't add sugar i use apple juice i I get you yeah Yeah. it's it's great it's your turkeys are always wonderful thank you now here's the thing i have been reading lately i usually cook them whole but the thing that's been coming up uh that i've been reading about online and talking to a couple other chef friends is Spatchcock. Oh, I love spatchcocking. Tell me about spatchcocking. Oh, excuse me. I'm a sucker for spatchcock. You like that? Love it. Do you prefer the turkey at home, doctor? I do not. But uh, going back to what James was just saying about letting the turkey rest, I think that sounds like a very practical thing, given the fact that if the turkey's been cooking for hours, it might need a little nap. So giving it 30 minutes to rest take that little nap takes the edge off right it works for me yeah and you know charlotte i I think the cook also deserves a little rest before you serve that's why i always get everything ready and then i pour myself a glass of wine sit down and put my feet up for 15 minutes before the guests walk in so you're having a little therapy too that sounds good is that a a good way to relieve stress during the holidays just give yourself a little time Mm -hmm. um, have a drinking and napping imperative okay there you have it any time of the year (laughs) right it doesn't have to be thanksgiving i mean that sounds the nap part i'm not you know for being in the business that i'm in i'm not a big drinker i i i enjoy drinking i absolutely hate being drunk i mean you're not talking about like no no belting them back are you doctor let's say no at this point okay okay but yes a glass of wine or maybe a a cocktail and Take the edge off. Very good. Relax. If you don't drink wine, make yourself an herbal tea and sit down and enjoy that. Wonderful. Let's get back to spatchcock. Yes. Let's talk spatchcock. So, so you know, you know what spatchcocking is, of course. Tell us about spatchcocking. I, I, I do know, but I'd like to. I'd like well, you it, as the food professional. It's a, it's a great way to ensure even cooking through the, through your bird. Yeah. And you simply take the backbone out. You can use kitchen shears on a good knife and remove the backbone from the bird whether it's a chicken a turkey a duck whatever Mm -hmm. and then you flatten him out so that he lies flat on the grill or on a roasting rack in the oven um that's spatchcocking well i've got a question about spatchcocking because just last week i did a rehearsal basically for thanksgiving 
and I, I got a turkey at the store, and I asked the butcher, I said, can you spatchcock this? He said, spatchcock this? I said, I think it's, he says, spatchcocking, that's removing, the, I guess he hasn't done a lot of them. But I said, exactly, you remove the backbone. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, we can spatchcock. I didn't know that's what it's called. I said, well, you've got to read the food magazines because everyone says spatchcock this, spatchcock that. So this is the year of spatchcocking the turkey. Uh, so he did that for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was great. I had never done this. As you said, the turkey is still intact, basically, mm-hmm. except for missing the backbone. backbone. And you can lay it flat on lay the grill. I put it in. It's supposed to encourage even cooking mm-hmm. to get to the temperatures that you recommended right. earlier at the same time. And you know what? The spatchcock method, it was great. The The bird was wonderful. The The only thing, and maybe I want to ask you about this, is the wing, the burned. wings, the wings Over, got mm-hmm. a little overdone. They were a little yeah. hard. Yeah. They weren't totally burned, but I don't know if well, it was you know the about spatchcock. Ha- about halfway through, if you take a sheet of aluminum foil mm-hmm. and wrap the wings in it, that'll prevent that. That'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking about... Or you can even cut the wings off and cook them separately and then take them off when they're done. In fact, you can take the spatchcocked bird and cut it into pieces. So you can remove the breast when it's ready and you can remove the legs when they're ready. So you don't have a beautiful presentation, but I'd rather have good taste than presentation in the case of a turkey. Well, absolutely. I mean, there's something to be said about aesthetics, and spatchcocking doesn't really lend to that because we have that classic image of the whole bird coming out. Right. But you're saying have the bird spatchcocked, Mm -hmm. then cut it into pieces. Then you can cut it into pieces and and grill those. It's especially good for grilling. And then cook the pieces separately. Separately, so that they're all done to perfection. That's a good idea. And then another thing, if you do that whole bird or however you cook a turkey, a, a way to really de-stress yourself is to cook it the day before. Wait a minute. And Yeah, I'm, I know this sounds radical, but cook it the day before, let it rest, then carve it up into beautiful pieces, and then fill a big, deep platter with gravy, lay the pieces of turkey inside it, cover it with foil, refrigerate it overnight, Reheat it just before your guests come the next day, and you've got succulent, ready-to-serve turkey. And the gravy is in there, the so gravy it doesn't is dry in out. There so it keeps it all yeah. moist and delicious. Okay, that does sound good. You scared me at first, but that sounds <laughs> like it would be good. Well, these are all really great ideas. Um, any other tips you can give folks to uh, have a successful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving experience? Or any time you're entertaining sure, people. Sure, sure. I, I would say shop early, shop ahead. I would buy all my non-perishables this week so you avoid those long lines at the mm. grocery store mm-hmm. and then just fill in with the perishable items a day or two before Thanksgiving. I like to cook as much ahead as I can, prepare the dishes, have them ready to go in the oven. Just make it easy. And don't experiment at Thanksgiving because <laughs> a lot of people expect you know, the traditional side dishes. Every family has different ones. Right. So this is a time to honor the traditions. Maybe experiment with one new idea. I see. This is why I did my spatchcock. Yeah, you did your last spatchcock week. early, and so you know it's going to work. Exactly. So do, can we look forward to spatchcock turkey this year? I I think that I will I will ask the butcher to... To spatchcock for me again. Yeah. It worked really well. Yeah, great. And I like your idea. Yes, doctor. I'd like to have more spatchcock in my life. Well, you 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 can. I mean, if you if you feel squeamish doing it yourself, there are videos online to demonstrate spatchcocking, or you can just ask your butcher to spatchcock for you. Delightful. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend spatchcocking. I I'm I'm sold on the idea. And I actually like the idea of 
then cutting it into some pieces too, so you have a little more control. Yeah, because you know I, everybody stands around watching the bird being carved, and you're starving to death. Like I gotta have some right now. <laughs> so if you carve it up the day before, cook it the day before, carve it up. No waiting. Yeah, I, I, but it's part of the that tradition. That scares me a I little know, bit. To see I, the big bird brought out and paraded around, and yeah, then I'm still going to cook it day of, but yeah. maybe in some pieces so yeah. I can control that the wings are good and the yeah. legs are good and the breasts come out well. Thank you. Those are really good tips. Now, um, <clears throat> Lauren Mole has been sitting here, and um, I know you love the holidays. Do you have any Mole family uh, traditions that you're particularly fond of? <clears throat> excuse, <clears throat> excuse me, Chad. Sure. I'm sorry. There's something in there. I'm it's feeling that it too. time it's of year. A little raspy. <laughs> it is that time of year. Well, uh, normally, uh, me and my uh, my mom and dad and my uncle, uh, we go up to we go up to Lake Almanor for uh, for Thanksgiving, but not this year. No, you have uh, relatives out there, right? Uh, in right. Lake Almanor. Uh, Lake Almanor, but my uncle lives in uh, San Pablo. Okay, so are, are you going there, or are folks coming up to you for the holidays? What's what's going on this year? Actually, uh. We're not going up to Lake Almador this year because uh, I have to work. Oh, yeah. Employment will get in the way of things. But you seem to enjoy your work, and that's that's good. I do. Yeah. Is there a certain way? We were talking about different ways that turkey is prepared. Do you guys do a very traditional kind of Thanksgiving? Uh, or, or are you guys avant-garde, nouveau, and get wild with your food and drink? Uh, we just tend to go wild with our food and drink. Oh, oh, you do? Any Anything you want to share? Or are these mole family secrets? I think it's just probably mole family secrets. <laughs> okay, I won't delve. I won't try to delve into your into your family traditions. But I know that you always enjoy the holidays, and we talk I about do. Christmas and Thanksgiving and getting together with family. That's right. And folks can actually come see you, and you'll help outfit them with everything they need for Thanksgiving over at Rayleigh's. That's right. Yeah. What are you? So you're working Thanksgiving week? I don't know that yet. You don't know that your schedule, but oftentimes folks can come into Rayleigh's and. See, Lauren Mole, the most courteous courtesy clerk to be found at Rayleigh's. Speaking yes. of grocery stores, a thought just occurred to me, another stress preventive yes, Thanksgiving please. is you can pick up wonderful dinners. People have told me that Whole Foods uh, Thanksgiving to go is absolutely delicious. And all you have to do is take it home, warm it up, serve it. Easy. My friend Alexis at ABC Bakery offers all you can either buy one dish or the whole meal ready to pick up on Thanksgiving. Day. Oh, ABC will do that. ABC That's good. Does to know. That. Their yeah. food's great. Yeah, as is the Whole Foods. You know, Whole Foods right. even has it out. The past couple of weeks, they have kind of the Thanksgiving right. food you out can in there. Sample their, it in their prepared food section. You just go and have lunch of sliced turkey yeah, stuffing. Their vegan potatoes. gravy is delicious. Is it really? It's a mushroom gravy, so it's it's really yummy. Maybe I should get that. I always kind of sweat over the gravy, not literally, figuratively. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always like a pan gravy, but I, I don't know. There's something well, about you know, the way I grill the turkey. It doesn't not really lend much, itself. Not much drippings from grilling. Yeah. But if you do uh, make, I like to make the gravy the day before. Yeah. I take a, I go to the butcher and ask for a bunch of uh, turkey wings mm-hmm. and roast those in the oven. And then uh, use that, turn, turn that into stock, add it to the stock while it's simmering and make a really rich, delicious stock. Mm. And then I go ahead and make the gravy the day before and reheat it. And then when the turkey comes out of the oven or wherever, if there's pan drippings, those can be added to the gravy for a little extra deliciousness. Great tip. Thank you very much. We've got James McNair. 
We have uh, Dr. Charlotte Wallace. We're going to be speaking a little bit more to you after this break about uh, stress and the holidays. It's a pleasure to have you on, and, and we'll be back really soon. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. At 14.40 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live in Topeka, Kansas at KVON.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Topeka, Kansas. Do you got folks in Topeka? Sadly, no. No, but they can listen. If you did or you didn't, whoever they are in Topeka can listen. Just go to KVON.com, stream it live, or visit the iTunes store and look up Judd's Napa Valley Show to hear all the past episodes. Ain't that right, Lauren? Ain't that the truth? You betcha. Today, we are talking holiday preparedness with the master of entertaining and cooking. It's James McNair with 42 cookbooks to your name with millions of sold and have sold. And it's always a pleasure to have you on around the holidays. We've been talking about taking the fear out of Thanksgiving and preparing a turkey in several different ways. We're also joined by Dr. Charlotte Wallace. Uh, this is our first time meeting face-to-face. I was just reading some of your pieces online about coping with stress in the holidays and asked you to come in. And I want to thank you. What type of doctor are you, doctor? As I said before, and I only say this for my listeners, and we can get into this later, but I just didn't find any credentials on I am you. A, a certifiable psychotherapist. Oh, a certifiable psychotherapist. Okay, so, so I, what I want to do is just let my listeners know that no matter what advice you give out today, I have not been able to vet your um, professional credentials. But feel free to say whatever you want. I'm just going to recommend folks maybe not uh, take too seriously everything you say. And I don't mean that to come as an attack on you. I've enjoyed what you've written. I've enjoyed having you here so far. And I'm looking forward to hearing more. Actually, what is this? that you, It looks like you brought something. Well, I brought an item to donate. Uh, and this is a lacrosse ball. It is one of three. This is one of the three. <laughs> and I, I use Snoopy, my little dog here. He's you, a therapy dog. You know, uh, the therapy dog f- craze that's well, I've, been going on I've heard years. this, and I do want to mention you are holding... A quite a large, I'd say it's you know foot and a half, two foot tall, uh, stuffed Snoopy doll, dog doll in your lap as we speak. I am. He comes with me wherever I go because again, he's a therapy dog. We created the whole therapy dog trend back in the '80s, and it's become quite a sensation. Let us just say it's become a craze of sorts. Uh, throughout the world, and you can thank us for that. Is craze the proper word that a psychotherapist would be using? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to know. Okay, so you've got Snoopy. Therapy dogs help people cope um, with emotional, stress. Cope mm-hmm. with stress. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oftentimes, speaking of the holidays, uh, and I know we're focusing on Thanksgiving, but Christmas and Hanukkah is right around the corner. People tend to think that fruitcakes are only around during the holiday season, but I have fruitcakes coming in and out of my office on a daily basis. I, I see. And how, how do you, um, what do you think? I, I hear people are very, uh, you know, speak of fruitcakes with great derision. How do you, how do you relate to fruitcakes? Fruitcakes come in all shapes and sizes. Fruitcakes come with their own set of issues. And you must take each fruitcake 
in a case-by-case basis. You can have a case of wine while dealing with those particular fruitcakes. That's helpful. Wine is always helpful. Wine is very, very helpful. I I've, I've tend to agree, and I, I would love... Maybe we could partner on something. I happen to make wine, so... And uh, and I create music for some. yeah it's wine music yes therapy James was there ever a James McNair's fruit cakes was that a book of yours I haven't done a whole book on fruit cake no. but I've done a cake book that has a really good fruit cake recipe I happen to love good fruit cakes what makes a good fruit cake I mean she seems to well the, a lot of the yeah. things you buy in stores is just a bunch of that sticky candied fruit stuck together mm-hmm. but mine is a real cake it's got you know it's got guts to it and it, and the, and the <laughs> it sounds delicious the fruits the fruits are really good a fruitcake with guts in it oh boy well you're punch. selling it they've got punch okay. you know um but do your fruit cakes have a backbone or are they spatchcock fruit cakes <laughs> i've never tried spatchcocking a fruit cake but there's always a first that's this is you this is the year this the is the year to experiment spatchcock fruit cake the lacrosse ball so I was using it with Snoopy one day, and we were playing fetch, and unfortunately I knocked him out. It hit him in the head. So he no longer wants this in our home. So I'd like to donate it. Again, it's one of three. This being one. Correct. Okay. If any listeners would like to have this lacrosse ball that once knocked out a Snoopy toy doll from the collection of Dr. Charlotte Wallace... This is one of three. This is the one. This is number one. Correct. The first, get your, hand, get your hands on Judd's goodies. That's what we call this. So to get your hands on Judd's goodies, be the first one to tweet with hashtag JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show and put at Judd's Hill on there as well. Uh, first one can have it. It's a, it's a, it's a delightful. It kind of looks like a tie-dye it swirl. It has great colors and yeah, it's a lap. very heavy ball. It's a very heavy ball. It's it's delightful. It's lavender, blue, some white in there, some pink, yeah, and could uh, turn it into an ornament for your tree. You could uh, uh, listen to that. That's a weight. Hear that? I dropped that's this on the counter. Help, that's a great helpful there. tip. Yeah, it's bring, only been used once to knock Snoopy down. Correct. <laughs> okay, so you've got Snoopy with you, and how does Snoopy help? Does Snoopy help you cope with the holidays? How do you help cope others? And does Snoopy help you? Tell me, tell me the dynamic. It's a team effort. Uh, Snoopy and I create music together. We've written a few songs together. We use music as part of therapy. Yes, you you know, something that caught my eye and I really found uh, thought-provoking is that you, you have written and you perform songs for emotionally disturbed dogs. I do. Would you? Yes, I would. Could we okay. hear one? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm somewhat hesitant to actually sing more than just a few bars I can give you the titles I I am willing to sing a few bars of maybe one or two but uh, a few of them have not yet been published and I'm concerned about pirating issues copyright issues things of that sort oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but yes in okay so my latest CD which is again not yet published um, I'll give you I've got a, a blue standard I'm back in the doghouse again. Okay. And then I got a jazz rendition of uh, Fleas Be Mine. <laughs> Fleas Be Mine. And then my pop, this one will definitely hit the charts and, and be a number one pop single for sure. 
paw struck. I'm paw struck. I'm paw struck. I'm paw struck over you. I like okay. it. That's nice. I've got dog day afternoonish. Uh, <laughs> sniffing you is easy. <laughs> and this one, I think uh, this one will for sure be a hit. Got a whole lot of fluff. Got a whole lot of fluff. Um, and then this this one, I think we can all relate to this. Those boots were made for chewing. <laughs> and then this particular song is one to be played if in the event that you're a pet owner and your pet is at home alone, you can have this on constant rotation. Stay off the sofa. And you could pretty much put that to any tune that you like. And so pick your favorite song and just use those words. Stay off the sofa. Stay off the sofa. Stay off the sofa. Do you know what I mean? Stay off the sofa. But it can be rap. You can, you know, that could be any genre of music. Country, you name it. Judd, do you want to give it a try yourself? Just stay off the sofa with a tune that you create just right now. How about a Hawaiian sound? I don't have a dog. Oh, uh oh, that's sad. Oh yeah. well. Mm. Do you think maybe I could? Well, uh, Snoopy, Snoopy is available over the Thanksgiving holiday. If you'd like for him to be with your family for a few days, Snoopy. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> He's nodding at me. <laughs> Doctor, maybe, maybe that might be nice. Thank you. I'm already. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. I was feeling a little anxiety right there because you were about to ask me to sing something to my dog and knowing in my head that I don't have a dog, um, it, it, it was causing me a little stress. So I think thank this you. is you, you. serendipitous. I think maybe the universe brought me here because you actually need a dog. I think you should consider that. I think that, you know what, you could come into Thermidor with me. Thermidor? Thermidor? That's a lobster dish, isn't it? I'm sorry. I, yeah, it is. Did I say Thermidor? Yeah. yeah, Thermidor. Judd, did she by chance swallow a dictionary or something? I Doctor? No, I did not swallow a dictionary. Oh, well. Thermidor. Come into Thermidor. I'm not sure what she means by that. You mean therapy? Yes, therapy. Oh, good. Thank you, James. Good, good, good. Oh, come into therapy. Well, you know, maybe we can start with just, maybe Snoopy can come over, and I'll see how that goes. You know, I was having my doubts there for a little bit about the uh, efficacy of your treatment style but um i can see that you you know you're the real deal here doctor uh, how else would you talk to people about dealing with their stress around the holiday we already talked to james about maybe ways to prepare food but it goes beyond that people have a lot of emotional attachments to the holiday and sometimes those are a little harder to overcome with just you know the perfect turkey i think the best thing to do during the holidays to relieve stress is to find something that you truly love to do your gift your purpose for being here and give that away give that away give out gift certificates let's say for instance yeah judd yes you make wine right perhaps you want to give out a gift certificate on a one day stint of making wine at judd's hill yeah that would be a gift right to how, how would that be helping me deal with stress? Would that be helping the other? Yes, because giving of yourself is a stress reliever. Just, you know, what I do every day with my patients mm-hmm. in terms of helping them cope is helping me 
as much, if not more, than helping them. So find something that you love. Like James, you love to cook and you also love to write books. Well, give that away to someone. Give that as a gift. Find someone who needs to either learn how to cook or loves to cook and give them, you know, it could be a person, it could be a group of people. Give something of yourself away each each day. That's one thing I've loved about my books. I get letters saying, thank you so much. You taught me to cook. So, yeah, I agree with that. You know, that's, that's valuable. And there are organizations right here in our community. The first one that comes to mind when we talk about cooking is The Table, which operates out right. of the uh, Presbyterian Church mm-hmm. here in downtown. And every day of the week, folks can come and have a meal if, they, if they're hungry. And every day of the week, another group of people gets together and cooks for them. And I'm sure it makes them feel great. They're giving of themselves and they're, they're, they're making the, the path easier for others. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. And write music. It, whether you think you have a song in your heart or not, there is one there. I can assure you. Write a song and dance every day. Every, do you dance every day? I dance every day. With Snoopy? With and without Snoopy. I like that. Gets you moving. Gets you kind of out of your anxiety, out of your sorrow. Gets you out of your head. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I should enter Thermidor with you. Wait, what did I just say? <laughs> uh, Thermidor. Thermidor. What was I trying to say? Therapy. Therapy. Yes. Maybe I should because I do feel better now talking to you. Speaking of therapy, we've got yeah. a great show down at the Lucky Penny Theater called yes, Beyond you- Therapy. You know, I, I've pretty much retired from writing books and cooking, and I'm devoting much of my energy to theater now, to the front side of the house, to making patrons feel welcome, to creating a nice atmosphere and so we have this great show uh it's going to be on thursday friday saturday nights this week and sunday afternoon matinee will be Mm -hmm. the closing performance tell us all about it you are on the board of lucky penny well it's called beyond therapy and it it it's set in the in 1980 and when everybody was into some kind of therapy or est or whatever (laughs) and we have an incredible cast i mean the patrons come out every night and they tell me these people are fabulous. You know, they're all just superb. I've loved every production that I've seen at Lucky Penny. It's been quite a few. It is a, a jewel of Napa that you've created there, the Community Arts Center. Can you briefly tell us We've the whole concept? We've worked very hard. You know, Lucky Penny started a number of years ago by uh, Barry Martin and Taylor Bartolucci. And we tra- they traveled around to different venues, started at the Wine Train Depot and then to the Opera House for some shows and then down to uh, the Napa Valley Playhouse, which has now been torn down. And so uh, last year it appeared... We didn't have a venue anymore because Lincoln Theater is much too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Opera House was transformed into a winery showroom, and so nowhere for theater. So we bit the bullet and uh, rented a space and have been renovating it. It's a work in progress. It's getting close to the end now. It's called it- the Community Arts Center, in its own industrial way. And I think this is probably the 12th show that has been presented in the theater already. There's no moss growing underneath Lucky Penny. And uh-uh. uh, folks can find out about going to see Beyond Therapy uh, this weekend. And then every other performance that's coming up uh, by visiting LuckyPennyNapa.com. Yeah, they certainly won't want to miss 
our opening on the 4th of December with the Great American Trailer Park Christmas Musical. Oh, my goodness. It is a hoot, direct from Armadillo Acres in Florida. Oh, coming back. I know that was a big hit for you. Not the Christmas version. but Right. The, we did a regular version a couple yeah, of times, and now this amazing. is a Christmas version. And now you guys have a full bar. You can get a cocktail you when, you, certainly can. when you go and have a glass of wine, a cocktail. Next Next year, I know you're staging a play by the noted American playwright David Mamet, and I just wanted to take a moment to talk about Mamet. He's known for his plays, his screenplays. I'm going to read uh, a little bit about him from the New York Times, if I may, to generate some interest. So this is about David Mamet. Noted for his spare, gritty work that reflects the hardened attitudes of his native Chicago and often revolves around domineering male characters and their macho posturing, Mamet has time and again spurred both discussion and controversy, inciting particularly angry reactions from feminists. Mamet began writing for the screen in 1981 with a remake of The Postman Always Rings Twice, his script emphasizing the base sexuality and brutal violence of the material in a way that the original 1947 film could not. And just a quote about his work, it says that it's the raw, foul-mouthed work to which Mamet owes his fame. That all being said, who will be performing a Mammoth play next? Our children's summer theater workshop (laughs) will be performing. Actually, a comedy that he wrote along the way called uh, Space Pandas. I forget the exact name of it, but it's about pandas in outer space. But it's a play he wrote for kids. For kids. So it doesn't have any of that foul language. No brutal sexuality. No, no, no. No. There will be no spatchcock in that play, correct? Well, well, you wouldn't do that to a panda bear. I wouldn't spatchcock a panda bear. They need their backbone. Yeah, you you wouldn't even do that to a polar bear. No, I (laughs) wouldn't wouldn't do it to a panda bear, a polar bear. (laughs) Or a grizzly bear. Uh, No, no bears. Uh, Not to be uh, um, outdone. I think that's just for uh, fowl. Correct. As you mentioned, chickens, turkeys. I've got to ask something. James, I've asked you this before. Doctor, I'm interested in your take, and I'm sorry if this phrase uh, demeans you or your patients in any way, but do you go nuts for donuts? I do. Well, here. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, the big pink box. I have a blood sugar issue, so I find that I have to have sugar on a regular basis, so it's very helpful. Here you go. This is a big box of donuts. I want you to take a look at the selection there. And... uh, Pick one of those. Hard choices. Just pick the, one up. Okay. Yeah, just pick I've got it up. the glazed old-fashioned. Oh, the maple what? old-fashioned. Maple. Oh, it's no. happened again. All right. Maybe you can offer Is some insight on choice? a psychological base. I'd say over 90% of the people on this show choose that maple old-fashioned. James, care for a donut? Mm, just, you know, go ahead. Sure, I'll So, doctor, one. I'm curious with that maple glazed old-fashioned, how would you integrate that into your therapy? Well, it's similar to... A fruitcake in that, again, it's commonplace. It's been around for perhaps, let's say, 60, 70 years. This is, <laughs> you know, an old-fashioned situation. And yeah. people, especially during the holidays, it's you know, it's, it could be a melancholy time. So you reflect upon your childhood and things of the past. So this reminds me of the past. And the maple glaze yes. is very reminiscent of honey and all things syrupy. 
Very, very good. And so uh, I, w- I would imagine I would take away from that that you were offering something something sweet to alleviate, not necessarily, I'm talking metaphorically sweet, uh, to alleviate anxiety, uh, yes. stress, something something good, something to latch onto, something. Stop me because I have no idea what, I might have as, um, as many credentials as you do. Well, there, there's also something to say about a good sugar rush and it can give you energy. It can help with get the creative juices flowing. And I think it's imperative that one not only dance and write songs, but also eat sugar. Very good. That's from uh, Dr. Amen. Charlotte Wallace. James McMary, you chose the crumb donut. You know, you were... You were bred in Louisiana, but around here, you're just a crumb. A crumb just, donut. I'm very crummy, I must <laughs> yeah. say. I don't know if this looked really good. It looks... I thought it was chopped nuts all over it, actually. Oh. But then I tasted it, and it is crumbs. Uh, and speaking of nuts, yes. uh, when you come to Beyond Therapy this weekend, you can t- buy a raffle ticket, and one of the prizes is a big wine bottle full of nuts from, from Napa Nuts. Seems a appropriate for the show. Very appropriate. You guys think of everything there at Lucky Penny. I'm excited for all the productions that go on. James McNair, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for talking turkey always, with us. Always fun to talk with you, Joe. Dr. Charlotte Wallace, PhD. Best of luck to you. I look forward to reading more of your... I'm not exactly sure what it is that I've, I, I've read, if they're um, I don't know if it was a blog. I'm not sure you're actually published. Maybe I just found your website somewhere. But um, I, it was thought-provoking, as I said, and I'm glad you came on here today and have offered uh, to take me into Thermidor. I'm welcome to have you in Thermidor at any time. Therapy. Th- therapy. Okay. Thank you very much, <laughs> and uh, happy holidays to you. And to you. This is Lauren Bull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.